Welcome back, community group leaders, to this episode of The Deeper Podcast. So glad that you joined us again this week as uh, we continue in our series on the Holy Spirit. We're in week three, and we're joined by Brian. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. And then Keelan, welcome. We're so glad you're here as well. Glad to be here as well. Well, uh, we are all in different stages of parenting right now. So I know as a church we've talked about, there's three different stages and phases of parenting. So you've got, I'm in the caregiver stage with littles. Brian, you're in the coaching phase with some little older students. And then Keelan, you're a consultant now. Yeah, it's been weird. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. Keelan, let's start with you. You're an empty nester. Oh gosh, let's not say that. (laughs) But it's true. It's we got to say it because it's true. How how, are, how is life right now? Like, how are you guys navigating through this the season? Um, it's been a big, it's been a big adjustment, actually more than I thought it would be. Um, so it is very much me taking more of a step back than what I had done before. And Travis and I really just figuring out um, our life together, which has been actually fun and sweet too. So we've had more time as a couple and um, navigating that. But also um, with Ashton just being gone and having to figure out when to speak in and when not to and just hear um, how he's doing. So he's doing great, which is a blessing to us, but also hard in a sense of just letting go. It's very difficult. So uh, I've got two follow-up questions. The first one I'll ask you is, um, so as you guys have been praying about, okay, as we're empty nesters, maybe have a little more time, Mm -hmm. what are some of those things you guys are praying about? And is India one of those? Like, is that happening? So talk a little bit about that. Okay. So um, something Travis and I knew we were going to have more time and um, of just navigating our schedules together. So in, in that, we wanted to know what God had in store for us as a couple and something that we've always enjoyed together is serving together. So um, years ago, Travis started serving in children's ministry and I was serving as well. And um, we loved that, just having that joy together. So we were trying to look for more opportunities. So he joined ShareFest, which was like his bread and butter, like yeah. he thrived and loved. You guys led doing that our last our year. family sites this yes. last year, yes, and that was kind of our big experiment. Uh-huh. And I was, I just didn't know how it was going to go, yeah. But it just was amazing, it and was you guys so spearheaded this, and just it was amazing. So, yeah, thank you for being available to help with that. Yes, it was fun, and it was fun to see him just find that joy of serving um, in that department. And then India came up. So we're going to be going there in April. And this will be the first time that he's done an international mission trip. So um, that'll be fun for him and for us. India is an interesting first place to start, (laughs) start, you know? (laughs) I love India. The people of India are some of my favorite people in the world to visit. But India as a country, it it is hard to travel. And April is very hot. Yeah. So don't tell. Don't tell your husband. Don't tell Travis that until he gets there. But yeah, the last time I was there in January, and it, I, I hear it's not as it's even hotter yes. in April. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, so we've done that, and we've also um, one of the things that we have started doing together as a couple is running. Way to go! So um, I'm actually running; he's jogging. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and it's been a good time for us to have conversation, and um, he he likes to move, and um, so that has been something that we've started doing as a couple. So, oh, I love that! Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, how would you give us some coaching advice as we're not in your season yet, mm-hmm. and as now you're you have just different things you're processing? How would you? What wisdom would you give to us? Uh, prayer. Like I am like lots of prayer and um, as you go through each phase and I also like really enjoy your spouse. Um, Travis and I 
we, one of the things that we've always said is we like each other Mm. um, and we enjoy our time together. And that's such a benefit now that our focus isn't raising a child. Um, And so really lean into that. The other thing too is slowly let go. Allow um, slow times that they can make their own decisions times because Ashton went to college and he is now making every every daily decision. And so just that slow build up. And I think that was helpful for us. His junior and senior year, we really started backing off quite a bit um, and being more con- you know, consultants and letting him make more decisions so we could still speak into those. Um, and so slow. That's great. Well, thanks for letting us get in your world a little bit. Yes. Brian, tell us what is it like in the Trius home right now? Uh, Very calendared. Okay. Very busy. We have, we have three, they're 10, 13 and 15. They all have their activities. They're all plugged in serving a church. So we are always somewhere. What are you learning in this, in this season, in this phase? Oh, um, it's a good question. They all are different. They all take something different from yeah. me. Um, Peyton, uh, Keelan talked about running with Travis. I'm running with Peyton. And uh, that's that's interesting. Someone's like, how's that going? I'm like, it's torture. I don't, I don't love running, but like that's what I need to do to connect with her. And, and Ben, he's... You guys are going to be running a race in Thanksgiving time? Well, we were. She broke her foot. So we I are. didn't know that. Real yeah, time. Yeah. So Injury update. We'll, 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 Peyton's that's, going on the hour. That's TBD. That's okay. TBD. But um, with Ben, it's it's starting what Keelan was talking about, starting to let go. He's driving more places. He needs to take more responsibility for his schoolwork. But there's still that you know desire to be a little bit more hands-on sometimes as he doesn't make always the wise decision and trying to help coach him to what the wise decision would be. And then Jake's still pretty hands-on, um, very independent, but you know they, they each need something different from me mm-hmm. and to parent them the best for Betsy and I, we have to give each kid the best part of what they need. So oh, that's great. Well, I'm not running with my kids. I'm running after my kids right now. So even <laughs> even last night, it was beautiful, and we were able to go on a walk, and there's construction stuff going on. But yeah, Judah was running ahead, and Lydia was behind, like, okay, Paige, you go get mm-hmm. Lydia. I'm going to go try to keep up with Judah. And we had a fun evening, but they're getting in the dirt and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. And so you you have dinner, and then you do you know some kind of activity, and then bath, and then put in their bedtime routine. And Lydia wants me to put her to bed, and Judah wants Paige to put you know, hurt him to bed and we're just navigating through all the stuff and trying to, to soak up all the, the sweet little moments. I'll say last night, we just, we had one of those moments where I said, we want, we don't want to ever forget this. So we were, we we're walking, we we're on our walk and I was a little bit ahead because that's just what I do sometimes. And Judah said, daddy, daddy, slow up, come back so we can all walk together as a family. And so I said, wow. okay. So it went Paige, <laughs> Lydia, Judah, me, we held hands. So we all walked together and out of the mouth of Paige, Paige started crying a little bit and it was just, it was a sweet moment. So you, you soak onto those sweet moments. I laugh because you talk about like you do all your activities, then you get them to bed and then you can exhale. <laughs> 
And then <laughs> last night it was 10 o'clock and I was like, I'm going to bed. I don't yep. care that you guys aren't in bed <laughs> yet. I'm exhausted. True. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That'll be interesting. So, yes. all right. Well, thanks for just giving us a little glimpse sure. of what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Well, let's turn the corner to the sermon for the weekend. So we're in week three of this series. Brian, just talk to us about your big idea and what you're wanting people to really take away from your message this weekend. Yeah. So the, the topic of the week is power. And if you've been doing the readings, you, you've seen that word throughout. And the Holy Spirit really is the, the power of our faith. He is what grows us and develops us, and He's the one who gives us gifts. And so just wanting to talk about the word power and how that for some people in the audience, that's going to have like a very negative connotation. And for some, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful or a, a positive thing. But what does that look like? in our lives to have the power of the Holy Spirit. And the two ways we're going to discuss about it, and he's not limited, the Holy Spirit's not limited to two ways, but we're going to look at the the fruit of the Spirit and what it looks like for that to be growing in your life and developing and how you can kind of judge and audit your life according to that. And then the um, the gifts of the Spirit. What, what has the Spirit specifically um, equipped you and developed you to be for you to be able to do. Excellent. Well, let's dive into, we got two, two questions, but they're both pretty big questions. So the first one is, how do you audit your life by the fruit of the Spirit? So again, this goes back to the passage that you share in your sermon, Galatians 5, verses 16 through 24. And in this, there's two lists, right? There's the list of who we are in the flesh and who we are in the Spirit. So within that question, you have some sub-questions. And so I'm just going to share all the questions, and then we'll just go around and we don't have to just go line by line, but just share in totality kind of your answer. So which list list best describes you? Would those in your life agree? And then where is list number one decreasing? So the flesh, where are those things decreasing? And then where is list number two increasing? So either of you want to kick us off? A lot of silence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I think that one the the second list the list of the fruit of the spirit that's a great place for scripture memorization yeah i i think being able to know what those are is is key mm-hmm. and so once you know what those are just being able to kind of review them mm-hmm. and so when it talks about where are you growing in those things where where am i being more patient right mm-hmm. we just talked about parenting parenting is an easy place to lose yes. your patience it's an easy place not to have mm-hmm. that. And so what does it look like to have self-control when it comes to to your parenting decisions? And mm-hmm. so I can look back over the last week and go, wow, I was I was patient with Ben here. I was mm-hmm. patient with, with Jake here. Or I wasn't patient with, with Peyton or I wasn't patient with Betsy. And so there's a lot of really easy ways to be able to do that. And then the people closest in your life, they know. Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The people you work with daily, they know. The people in your family, mm-hmm. they know, they know if these things are increasing. Yeah, we all have our blind spots, and so those uh, even just asking those people, like, "Hey, what do you see?" Both, yes, positive, but right. where are some blind spots in my life that I might not even be aware of? Like, they'll, yes, the, if if they truly love you, care about you, and there's trust in the relationship, like they'll they'll be honest. Mm-hmm. So, and that's definitely something that I have experienced over, I would say, in the last couple years of. Um, one of those fruit of the spirits is gentleness. Mm. And I have always considered myself a very gentle um, person. But when I'm out of whack, mm. 
that is something that is one of the first things that goes like mm-hmm. when I when I'm tired or um you know those things that's my my easiest like where I you know gentleness is the strength under control um I can I can become short and blunt and um it's like it's a different it, it looks different on me and I can that's something that is quick mm-hmm. and what's funny is it was a blind spot for me where I always thought I was, oh, she's such a you know a kind, gentle person. But my husband is always the first one to, <laughs> to see, and my son and stuff. Of you know that is when I am not living out in the fruit of the spirit and walking with the spirit. That is like something that just goes. So then, how does that look like to continue to increase and, and grow in that? Um, I really it, it, it took um, it took a person in my life that was so caring mm-hmm. um, to gently <laughs> talk me through um, the steps that I needed. And it was, are you truly, when you are truly in the word, are you truly listening to what mm-hmm. God's guiding you? Um, and that is something that uh, I like to talk, but listening was always harder for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with my, was my prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say the last couple years of really leaning in and being in the word, praying, being with the Lord, and um, doing that daily of walking that out. I would have been in the word and praying, but I wasn't ser- I wasn't patient enough mm-hmm. to sit in those moments, if yeah. that makes sense. And yeah. so that is something that I have grown in, which has helped me um, with that with that particular thing. And how how hard has it been to to lean in to hear some of those blind spots to mm-hmm. hear some of these things of you know maybe you don't you're not listening as much as you should and stuff like how hard was that journey for you and then on kind of as you're you know in a season of health and feeling good right. like how has that journey been and has it been worth it? Just kind of walk us through it. Because some people that are listening to this and answering this question might not be where you're at, where they've they've done some hard, you've done some yes. hard work right. to get where you're at. And they may be like, I don't know if I really want to do this. So just talk a little bit about your journey. Um, so my journey in the last couple of years of really just, you have to be able to sit with someone who can be so honest with you and there has to be that trust built in. And so you have to be able to listen to someone who has loved you before, yeah. right? Yeah. And then has seen those moments. So you have to be able to sit and sit and and it has to the trust has to be set. Mm-hmm. And so seek those people in your life that you are, you know that you can trust and they have developed that trust over time. Yeah. Um and so it was very, I will tell you, it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was very hard. And I encourage anyone to really, um, that is in that spot where where you're, you're hearing things, but you're not, you're just going. Mm-hmm. Does that, so I was just going. And be able to sit with people that love you enough to say the hard things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be able to do that. Like you have to, you have to um, be, I was selfish. I guess would be the word is you have to be able to sit and make sure that they're living like when you're seeking wise counsel, make sure that they're living that wisdom out mm-hmm. um, and make sure those are people that you can trust that have are wise mm-hmm. um, and living out their faith too, because you don't want to take that from someone, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. That's great. Thank you so Sorry. much for sharing that. That's, that's really impactful. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, as I think about this, you know, one of the things that I, 
I'm someone that I look at these two lists and I'm like, okay, if I want to decrease the list and increase it over here, it can be easy to be like, okay, what are the things I just need to stop doing? But for me, I have to really focus on no, what it's not. Who do I not want to be? It's who do I actually want to be and pursue? And so it's how am I really living by the spirit and pursuing those things of the spirit? And as I, as that increases, naturally the other one's going to decrease. And that just, for, for me, like I just can feel if I'm being faithful and obedient to the spirit and experiencing the fruit of the spirit versus not. <laughs> and so I, God not only has brought people to help sharpen and time in the word, but really my family has been a blessing to help like with patience and gentleness and some of these things that aren't natural um, things within me. Having having little kids that are just, and, and my wife too, that are just gentler and sweet and kind um, and just wanting to slow down and just give them hugs and kisses and make them feel loved and validated and stuff. Mm -hmm. God has uniquely brought our family together in a way that it has been really good for me and really sanctifying for me and and brought a lot of joy to me, even though they, they are different than I am. And that is, that is a good thing. So did you share already, Brian, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that question? Um, I, I just kind of want to echo what Keelan said about yeah. finding the trusted person. Yeah. Um, there's been a book that's been really helpful for me. If if people are looking for that, it's called The Power of the Other. Mm-hmm. And by Henry Cloud. By Henry Cloud. And finding that person who can hear anything about you and doesn't it doesn't change their opinion mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to tell you the hard truth even when you might not want to hear it. Those people are invaluable in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And you, if you do not have one, you, you should find one. Yeah. yeah. So good. Okay, let's go to our second question. So our second question is, how do you exercise your spiritual gifts? And this comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. So Brent, I'm going to have you start first because in, um, in your sermon, you give just maybe a little bit of nuance to this idea of spiritual gifts. And so kind of paint a path for us. What does this look like in your life? And then we'll, we'll add to that. Yeah, most, most of the teaching on spiritual gifts that I've heard just in my life growing up in the church was was pretty rigid. It was defined by words and, you know, words had like this person does this thing and this person does this thing. And as I've gotten into, you know, leadership and the, the people of God, you've just seen people who have all sorts of different gifts, all sorts of different talents and abilities. And it's taking the things God has wired in you, your personality, your experience, your talents, and how can you use all of that for, for God's kingdom? And so one of the ways that that I do that is wisdom. And sometimes it just doesn't feel like I'm exercising a spiritual mm-hmm. gift because I'm just doing what comes natural for me. Mm-hmm. Like someone will bring a situation and I'll be like, okay, I think you should do this. And they're like, oh my goodness, yeah. that's so wise. I'm like, no, that's just common sense. You should just do <laughs> common sense. And they're like, no, that that's actual wisdom. And so when, when you are using all of the things God has wired you to do, but you're using it for his kingdom purpose, mm-hmm. that's where you are using your spiritual gifts. Yeah. Okay, so Keelan, mm-hmm. we should let's affirm Brian a little bit because I, I know you and I have experienced yes. Brian's wisdom and benefited from yes. it. So, how you how have you seen Brian exercise his gift of wisdom in your life or even others? Um, a lot. The, um, yeah. Just being when he was my boss, there was stuff that I could I could just walk in and um, say, "Hey, I'm dealing with this, this, and this," and it was a very quick. 
of, okay, you should do this, this, I mean, like just the steps, not telling me to do it. I guess that sounded bad, but like just, and then also just his, um, insight of offering, um, suggestions without it being forceful. Does that make sense? Or condescending. Or condescending or or like, oh, you should have known this. No, that's never, it's always been a very respectful, um, but yes, the, just, insights on it from, from ministry, from leadership, from, I mean, anything that I have worked with him on, he's always been very And it can always be backed up by scripture. Yes. Yes. So yeah, Brian, just, you've just been an incredible source of wisdom Mm -hmm. for, for our staff, for our church, for us individually. And I know that you're someone that I can bring my raw 2% and have you be the first person Mm -hmm. to help filter through it. And then I'll be wiser when you know, then I help navigate that situation or that decision or whatever. Yeah. So thank you for exercising your gifts. A lot you of guys my know I love stuff like this. Yes, it's know. really fun. I know. He's not antsy at all. <laughs> um he also a lot of a lot of um and you won't like I say this, but a lot of the leadership stuff that I have learned yeah. and being able to lead better as a leader has been from Brian. Yeah. Thank you guys. That's good. Yeah. Now before we go to Keelan and I, I want I, I just I want to take a moment to talk about this a little bit when we talk about just leadership development and latent potential within our church family. I I mean, this is something all three of us at this table are extremely passionate about and something I know, Brian, that you've really helped lead the charge on. But, you know, even like just in community groups, I mean, I I just see so much latent potential of people that have abilities to facilitate groups, be able to invite more people and be able to help provide areas of life-giving community that I'm excited about that just like I am wanting to see more people be able to go on global trips and be engaged in global outreach and I mean all the incredible things within our church but also outside the walls of the church so Brian just paint a little vision for people just begin like really processing maybe even outside of what they've been thinking of of how they could use their gifts and potential for the kingdom sure so my spiritual gift is not math (laughs) Um, But we can do some basic math, right? So let's say um, with online and in-person last weekend, there was around 2,500 people who came to church, right? Our staff, you know, with everyone, childcare, you got everything in there, we're somewhere between 30 and 40, right? 30 to 40 people are not going to be able to serve 2,500 people in the way they need it. They're they're not going to know their names. They're not going to know their stories. And that's not an excuse for things. That's just, it's just bare bones, right? And so our staff is incredibly gifted. We have so many talents, so many abilities. But if the expectation of the ministry of the church being all in these 30 people providing everything that's needed, it's never going to happen, right? But we look at the amount of people in our church and we see the skills and the giftings. Absolutely. And it is our job to train and equip people Mm -hmm. to do the work of the ministry. And so when we see giftings and talents, right, when we've got someone who has a gift of cooking, who is now like leading a hospitality ministry, Mm -hmm. and we've got people who are in ministration who are leading an outreach, and we've got people who are taking what they do in their everyday Mm -hmm. life and Mm -hmm. saying, oh, I can do that in the church. And then it helps the church. The church gets better, but the church also is living into its God-given function Mm -hmm. of doing the work of the ministry. And it really takes all of us. And so Mm -hmm. the more people we train, the more people we develop, and the more people we unleash, right? right? Not trying to control it, not trying to have our hands on everything, but trying to say, um, the church is going to be better 
when all of us are moving in the same direction. Yeah. That excites me. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Keelan, talk about how do you exercise your spiritual gifts? What does this look like for you? Um, I would say one uh, more recently that I have really leaned into has been mercy um, and compassion. Teach me that one. I just, just that's <laughs> like my like very low one for me. Um, but I just, the just being able to sit with people who are struggling, grieving, um, those type of things or a little different and hurting has just been a joy of mine. What mm-hmm. sounds so weird. Um, and to some people, you know, people look at you like, what? You like that? And I was like, no, I really like that. Um, but something I thought of recently is God showing me that years ago, I had an opportunity to sit with a young man at the hospital while his dad was having a funeral. And um, he, we, uh, we, we sang together in his hospital room, It Is Well With My Soul, while the church was having the, because why it was able to wife, live stream it. Yeah. And I remember doing that and walking away and being like, that was awesome yeah. to be a part of. Mm. And um, the joy I got from that, and I had just recently talked about it, um, but I have really, really, enjoyed, I just, I, it brings me joy and I love that. Um, and also just people saying, hey, well, you know, will you sit and talk to my child who's hurting? Will you do the, and that is just, um, it's just fun. And I walk away feeling refreshed, not exhausted. Um, so that has something that I have really leaned into recently, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Brian, what have you seen in Keelan when it comes to gifts and her exercising her gifts? Oh my goodness. Especially when it comes to mercy, like just the amount of children and students. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because of the families that you have understood what is going on in their lives. And I think where people like Jeremy and I are prone to be like, there's a problem that needs to be fixed. How can we fix it and get them moving down the road? You're willing to kind of just sit with the friend and sit with the person who's struggling and know that that's really the best thing that you can do in the moment. And so you've just cared for untold amount of people in our church. Yeah. For me, the, the more I spent time with you, like in doing ministry, either with you, like going to India or now that my kids are part of, the ministries you oversee. I mean, I just, I just trust you, and I see that you, your mercy, your love, your care, your service for other people, wanting to really just, you know, help give our children the best. It's just, it's so meaningful as a, as a parent, mm-hmm. as well as a, a co-labor in Christ. So, thank you for for using your gifts for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, so I love this kind of stuff, and so. Uh, I think one of my uh, gifts is leadership. And so I love helping get people from here to there. And then I, faith is usually something that's just been high or people see in me. And so I believe that if this is something that God's called us to, like he's going to get us there. And then administration where I just, I know the steps to get there. So this is where, again, when you think about like list one and two, like I love being able to help be with people on mission, helping advance the kingdom and move it forward. But I can be doing those things and do it for selfish reasons and be getting burnt out or frustrated or exhausted or going too fast mm. and not going at a pace that I can handle or other people can handle or be going in a direction so fast that I miss the people and the mercy opportunities and that type of a thing. And so I'm thankful that God has allowed me to have positions and opportunities to be able to leverage those gifts. But I've also realized the the shadow side of of some of those things when you're working in the flesh and 
having people per giving people permission to tell me when I'm going too fast or, um, or any of those types of things. So that's kind of for me, what it's looked like exercising my gifts. And so I'm going to get to the question you've been asking here in just a second, but just want to point out we have three different gifts mm -hmm. and they're one's not more important than the other, nope. but all are needed. And yeah. so, um, just for time purposes, like we don't continue on in first Corinthians 12, mm. but it talks about how like, we don't need a thousand sets of eyes. Right. Like yeah. we need eyes, we need hands, we mm -hmm. need feet. We need, we need yep, all of it. Right. And this is just a picture of that. Right. right. We could get like three teachers and everyone could say like, I have a teaching gift. And, <laughs> but we, it, it's really good to do that. So, yeah. but the question you've been asking, so Keelan, how have you seen this leadership and faith play out in Jeremy? Um, I have definitely seen the leadership component and faith off, obviously. Um, but when we went to India, uh, Jeremy uh, led that very well. Um, I always, everything has, everything was planned out, was executed well. Uh, the communication with me was very good. And uh, when we got there, him working with Lifeline and just being able to see that side of it. Um, was really was good and it just made it a more joyful experience because of how he had led it before and so just being able to go and see that I also see him on our church staff side um, people probably don't know that but you do a lot uh, like you've um, talked about hey um, what personality stuff um, those type of things of just giving that direction um, and being able to lead in that way too so I got I've seen it in both both sides yeah. so yeah, uh, having the gift of faith, I think, is is great. But you also, the way you have led, has engendered a lot of faith in you. Mm -hmm. And so, when when you're handed a project, or where you're handed like a team or something to organize, like I can hand that to you, completely knowing it's going to be done and it's going to be done well. You're gonna mm -hmm. think through the outcomes. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a plan, and like it's not going to be thrown together. Mm -hmm. And so your ability to get people from A to B has just been demonstrated time and time and time again. It's like, yeah, we can give that to Jeremy. He's going to get people mm -hmm. from A to B. So oh, well, yep. thanks guys. Appreciate that. Well, Kaylin, could you just pray over our community group leaders and their group time Ab this week? Absolutely. Right. Um, God, just thank you so much for um, just the time that community groups get to spend together and joyfully talk about you and where their faith is and um, where they want it to be. Lord, we just pray that um, you lead that time. God, we pray for every single community group leader as they lead their groups. And God, just pray that um, eyes and hearts and um, will be open to um, just the leaning in of where the Spirit guides them, God. Um, we are just so thankful as a church to be able to have this conversation and uh, just joyfully talk about you. We love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, groups, thank you so much for tuning again to this episode. Uh, just reminders, we got the father or the daddy-daughter dance October 27th. If you haven't registered and you have a daughter, make sure you do that. And then Operation, Operation Christmas Child will be in the atrium two more weeks. We've had... I mean, is it six, 700 boxes? It's just been immense. So if you've already grabbed a box, make sure you bring it back by <laughs> November 4th and 5th so we can get those mailed off. But with that, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Brian Keelan, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye. See ya.